I've criticized Eli Drinkwitz many times over the last few weeks, but to me, if you're mad about setting up a Harrison Mevis 26-yard field goal for the win, you're really, really missing the point. So let's talk about this heartbreaking, all-time, frankly, heartbreaking loss for Missouri coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball during the weekdays. But you know what? I had to hit you with some bonus content here on Sunday morning because, well, I'm seeing so many Mizzou fans being Monday morning quarterbacks, as they say from the NFL. Well, really, they're Sunday morning quarterbacks about the decision at the end of regulation by Eli Drinkwitz to set up a field goal for Harrison Mevis to win the game. And frankly, all the arguments that I see by Mizzou fans, and a lot of you I'm sure are making them. I'm sure some of you in this audience are going to disagree with me on this. And that's fine, but I hate to say it, in my opinion, you couldn't be more wrong. Because while there's plenty to criticize Eli Drinkwitz about, if you want to say that Missouri once again looked ill-prepared in the first quarter on the road against an SEC opponent, well, I think you'd be right. I think once again, Missouri looked slightly discombobulated to start this game. And really, as I said on Twitter in the first quarter, hey, if the defense just makes an adjustment here and just stops the quarterback run, I think they'll be fine on that side of the ball. Now, obviously, the offense needed to find something, but To me, though, at the same time, how do you even need to make that adjustment? Did you not see what Robbie Ashford was on film? Frankly, I told you what he was all week here on this podcast, on the Locked on Auburn podcast, on the War Report. I said it over and over again, so shouldn't Missouri know that? But again, once again, just too many penalties, too many just bad moments in the first quarter to start the game. You want to criticize that? Fine, I'm right there with you. And then also, hey, setting up, you want to nitpick the setup of the field goal. Well, Missouri did decide to center the ball and lose five yards on first down. So you know what? Maybe a 21-yard field goal versus 26, maybe that would have edged in the the right up right there. Maybe you're right. But again, that's really nitpicky though, isn't it? Because the actual decision to me to set up the field goal, yes, Harrison Mevis missed it. But if you're telling me you were honestly nervous about Harrison Mevis missing a 26-yard field goal from straight on, I just don't believe you. I really don't. Like if you're that ner- then I guess you're just then you're telling me you were 100% confident in the offense on the other hand. I've seen a bunch of people they're all their argument is essentially this. Well, you got to play to win, not play to lose. What? What are you talking about? Do the thing that has the highest percentage chance of giving you a victory. You're going to tell me that Harrison Mevis, who all season, when I break down this roster, I've put him at number one on the totem pole as the best, most reliable thing on this roster. And for as many arguments as I get on my YouTube comments, my my Twitter mentions, all that stuff, I have not seen one person 
argue with that. Not one argue with me that he is the most reliable part of this roster. So don't tell me in retrospect after he misses a field goal that, oh, Drinkwitz did the wrong thing. What an idiot. They should have went for the touchdown. With what? The Missouri offense that scored zero points in the second half of regulation. That's who you're going to trust. You're going to also tell me that Brady Cook is terrible and he needs to be benched, but oh, you got to trust that offense. You got to punch it in. Hey, trust your defense. They haven't given up any points. Look at the clock. Look at the options here. You're going to tell me you didn't think there was a 99% chance that Harrison Mevis was going to make that kick? Well, I'm sorry, there was a greater than, say it's 95. I'm feeling generous right now. Well, I'm sorry, there was a at least a 5% chance that Missouri could have turned the ball over or lost significant yardage with penalties. Again, did you watch this Missouri offense on Saturday? Have you watched it the entire season? Did you watch it against Kansas State? Because here's the thing, I'm not a hard and fast rule guy. If it were the Kansas City Chiefs today here in a few hours against the Colts, and you have Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport, and you have a backup quarterback, or excuse me, a backup kicker, because Harrison Butker, another Harrison, just notice that, Harrison Butker twisted his ankle in week one, well, you've got a kicker that you just picked up as a free agent. Fine. You don't trust him. You'd rather trust Mahomes. I don't blame you. That's not what we have here. We have an utterly untrustworthy Missouri offense, and you also have, again, arguably one of the best kickers in the entire country. Now, listen, he's he's missed now, what, three of four, something like that, field goals? He missed a couple against Abilene Christian, too, so maybe he's hit a bit of a slump here, but I'm sorry, from 26 yards, that is a glorified extra point, and I'm just I'm just disappointed with with a bunch of Missouri fans that they're really blaming that for the loss. I, I I'm sorry, I just couldn't disagree with that, as you can tell. I couldn't disagree with that any stronger. And if it were me, and if I were Eli Drinkwitz, I would do the exact same thing again. Harrison Mevis is gonna have to be bad for a lot longer than one week against Abilene Christian for me to suddenly go, Oh, I don't know about this guy. Listen, maybe by the end of the season, suddenly Harrison Mevis is bad. I guess that's possible. I don't know how you can come to that conclusion in week four. And believe it or not, I actually thought this was maybe Eli Drinkwitz's best coached game, at least on the road so far in his short tenure here at Missouri. Yes, again, a bad first quarter start. and You can't overlook that. But at the same time, I thought there were some real adjustments here that paid dividends for Missouri. So let's talk about some positives, plus Dalen Carnell on defense as well. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn jobs. Yes, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. Well, you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Well, Here's what you've got. You've got simple tools like screening questions that help make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate 
LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering high quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs once again helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. By the way, I, I don't know where this ranks in terms of devastating Missouri losses. Certainly the stakes were not nearly as high as many other examples like the 97 Nebraska crazy finish, the flea kicker, of course, or many other examples, fifth down even, that type of thing. But my God, just the sequence of events, though, just to have all of it piled on top of each other there right at the end of regulation, the missed kick, jumping off sides to give Auburn a reprieve, and then, of course, Nathaniel Pete reaching out for the pylon and dropping the ball for a touchback there on the last play of the game. And frankly, I, I have tons of sympathy for Nathaniel Pete. I really do. Dude was apparently devastated post-game, and I, I really feel horrible for him. I mean, he was this close to, to winning the game. I, I've never seen anything like it. I don't think as a Missouri fan I've ever seen, I've ever thought, oh my God, we're going to win, and then wait, we just lost within about a second and a half. That, that's about how quickly it went for me anyway. By the way, I do. I have always hated that rule. This isn't me just saying this now as a Missouri fan, but it's always seemed a little bit harsh that you fumble the ball out of bounds in front of the pylon there and you what, it's a turnover, but somehow in any other spot on the field, you you fumble it out of bounds and there's literally no penalty whatsoever. It's always seemed a bit strange to me, but regardless, that's the rule and you, you have to be aware of it as a running back. You know, obviously switching hands there was, uh, you know, ill-advised there in retrospect, but I, I just can't believe that's what happened. I, I, I mean, it, I don't want to blame anybody for that. I don't even want to blame Harrison Mevis for for missing the kick it's just it's just one of those things I, I I don't even I'm as you can tell I'm a little bit at a loss of words at times but you know again like I said there were some positives in this game I, I thought like I said Nathaniel Pete 110 yards rushing on 20 carries he looked really good and I thought Missouri made some smart adjustments to their running game just far less of the outside zone stuff, just more quick hitting stuff between the tackles. And hey, it worked. Good, real, real credit to Eli Drinkwitz there. And also actually getting the tight ends involved in the, in the passing game. Kibet Chepiator, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Just three catches for 26 yards. But hey, those were easy money yards that would get Missouri, hey, from first and 10 to second and four. He actually had a 14-yard gain at one point. But, man, you just involve the tight ends in just that bread-and-butter passing game when you just play fake it and dump it off to them in the flat. I mean, that's the kind of football play that has been really tough to defend for my entire life. Nothing's really changed there. So you don't exactly have to be, you know, Michael Agnew or or Chase Kaufman or Martin Rucker to to make to make hay out of those type of yardage excuse me out of those type of routes so it was good to see that and also frankly I liked seeing the the two running backs Schrader and Pete often in the same backfield at the same time split to 
Brady Cook's sides in the shotgun formation. Frankly, that's a that's a that's a formation I'd like to see a lot of teams just in general utilize more, but I think for Missouri, it's actually even more effective. You've got some running backs you like. You don't necessarily want to throw to your tight ends down the field a ton so yeah it makes sense to get an extra running back on the field I've talked about using some 10 formation well heck how about 20 I kind of like 20 20 is working pretty good for me too two running backs no tight ends that looked pretty effective and obviously at times Schrader was the lead blocker out of that so an interesting wrinkle that I thought was pretty effective and also defensively Obviously, the Missouri defense hung in there nicely during the ball game. Mostly praise for them. Really, the standout to me was Dalen Carnell, a guy who obviously is now, let's see, I believe he's a true sophomore. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he had his best game as a Tiger playing that star position. I don't know how much of... I haven't looked at the snap counts yet. Maybe perhaps him and Manuel were on the field a decent bit, or I don't know how much he ate into Martez Manuel snaps. But regardless, I thought Carnell looked good in coverage. He looked good at the line of scrimmage, making tackles in the run game, and just overall a really strong game for him. And a guy who came out of high school as a cornerback and is a really good corner prospect, for him to be now basically a strong safety for all intents and purposes Man, he, he's got some really high upside. He's a big guy who can tackle for his position. And, and for, again, for a guy who used to be a corner, got some good size to him, some real good coverage skills. I'm pretty darn high on Dalen Carnell. So that's one real positive I would take out of this ball game if you're a Missouri fan. All right, I'm going to cut it short here on this edition of Locked on Mizzou. Just some bonus Sunday morning content for you. I just couldn't wait till Monday morning. But you know what? Come Monday, I will see you with more content right here on Locked on Mizzou. Of course, find me every day with your team, LockedOnMizzou.com. Find me, YouTube, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Locked on Mizzou.